0: Hey y'all, welcome to True Stories. I'm back. I am Yosena Diaz and I'm glad to bring you another episode of True Stories. I really miss you all and I really have missed podcasting and writing for True Works. I'm not sure if you realize this, but I have been gone for a month now and that is because I was helping open a restaurant in Hong Kong, as some of you may know. And um, I helped manage some uh, shifts and train team members at that restaurant, which had led me to uh, Hong Kong. I spent an entire month in Hong Kong, which is a really, really cool experience. Uh, The people were very cool and the culture was so different than what I'm used to in America and in Hispanic culture. Um, It was just a a great time, but I really did miss doing what I truly love to do, which is uh, helping others through my podcast and writing. And I learned so much in Hong Kong with leadership and got so much feedback and criticism that I want to keep practicing here while I'm in the U.S., during that month, I had three weeks where the store wasn't open, where I helped train uh, team members. And the last week, I had worked while the store was open. It was a very challenging opening, but it was very, a very cool experience. Um, but you know what was really cool? On one of my last few days off in Hong Kong, I took a quick trip to Tokyo, Japan. And I'm not sure if you heard what I just said, but I'm asking you, did you just hear me? I took a trip to Japan, and if you have been reading my stories or know even just one thing about me, it's that Japan has been my dream place to visit. Um, Always, since I was a little girl, the Japanese culture had captured my interest. I, to this day, study the language and the culture, and I absolutely knew going into this trip that if I had time to go to Japan, I would do it. And so I did. Anyway, I knew that if I didn't go to Tokyo, Japan, I would regret it more than going, even if it was just for 14 hours. And the funny thing is I did go and it was just for 14 hours. But I made the most of it. And I did everything I possibly could uh, in Tokyo. And I absolutely loved it. And I don't regret that experience whatsoever. And man, that time was not enough. But I did do a lot. I mean, I started the day by going to Asakusa. And I visited the Asakusa Jinja Shrine. Uh, Really cool. I did that early in the morning before 8 a.m., and I had breakfast at a Japanese McDonald's nearby. And McDonald's in Asia is way better than McDonald's in America. Um, not sure why, but it's amazing. Um, that shrine was large and it was part of like a small little like village, if I'm correct. And absolutely beautiful. Um, after my breakfast though, I realized how clean uh, Japan was. There were no dirty tables or trays in McDonald's, and uh, people were polite and very quiet. Um, I thought that was really, really cool and different compared to the U.S., where, you know, we're loud and we make ourselves known and we make grand entrances wherever we go. Um, Just that little McDonald's experience was amazing, Uh, and it was really good. The food tasted really, really good um after the mcdonald's though it was 8 a.m and i was ready to visit the tokyo sky tree um and the tokyo sky tree was a giant tower um really high up i didn't pay to go all the way to the top but i didn't need to it was amazing um i saw the most amazing view and you know tokyo the city itself made manhattan look like an apple like and Tokyo was like a suika, a watermelon. That's how big Tokyo was compared to uh, Manhattan. I'm not talking about the whole city of New York, but when I when I saw how big Tokyo was, I was almost overwhelmed thinking that I could never in 14 hours get all of this done. But And I knew that, but I still made the most out of my 14 hours. Um... Actually, I have a record of my trip on uh, Instagram via videos and all that. You can follow and see all of my, my uh, videos and photos on my Tokyo story at Why the Great Diaz on my Instagram. So you can totally check that out while you listen to this podcast and you'll see some of the cool things I did and saw while I was in Tokyo. Um, after the Tokyo Skytree, though, I did go to Shibuya, and Shibuya was really, really cool. Now, I did go to Shibuya at about 9 a.m., but I will say, even so, it was uh, it was fun. I-, I won't forget it. It was so cool that I eventually went to Shibuya again at night. Um, I visited the 109 building and did the Shibuya crossing that, you know, there's so many uh, famous photos from that crossing. Um I even saw the Hachiko statue, which was really cool, the the dog. And there was a line for that to take a photo with that statue. It was pretty cute. Um but it, yeah, seeing that statue was like a dream come true. Um in Shibuya I went through the many department stores and visited a 7 Eleven, which had the Baruto manga for sale. And I'm I I don't really share about much of what I'm into, but I love I love Boruto and Naruto, of course, but Boruto and seeing the manga there was like, wow, that was really cool. Um, I was actually so close to buying it, but I thought, you know what? I should just hold out for now. I have a whole day. If anything, I can come back for that. Uh, But yeah, Shibuya was really cool. And so was Shinjuku. Um, And Shinjuku though, I didn't get to do much except for like eating ramen and looking around shops, but You know, the shaman was, the shaman, I'm sorry, the ramen was great. It was simple and, you know, it had spring onion, pork and noodles, um, and some wonderful pork gyoza. I've, you know, I've had it all the time in New York, but had to have been the best pork gyoza I've ever had, it was really, really good. Um, you can hear how excited I am talking about, uh, Japan and Tokyo. Um, I'm just, I'm really happy that I got to go. Um. After I had my ramen, I decided to go to Yoyogi Park to see the Meiji Shrine, and I thought that the first shrine in Asakusa was huge, but this one was really big. And the walk to the shrine was really uh, powerful and peaceful. Um, I have videos on that on my Instagram, and it was uh, it was a cool shrine, very quiet. Um, I did not make any offerings, um, but I saw others do so, and uh, you know it was it was a really cool experience and it's so weird how we don't have any of that in the US but cool to see that a uh, very different very different experience um but after i did yoyogi park um i remember seeing the nhk building on my way back um which was right between there and if you're not uh if you don't know what nhk is it's a big uh tv broadcasting uh station in japan and you know they speak simple japanese so that foreigners can learn and they also have a english they also speak english in their channel so really cool i i was really excited to see that since i watch their stuff a lot um uh, anyway it was that was really cool and you'll hear me say that everything was really cool and amazing for me it really was um after the park though i did go to omotesando and uh omotesando was so different um and you know i decided i already decided that if i could live anywhere in tokyo it would be there omotesando it was cute and it felt like like another small village in a city uh, many little shops and local stores and uh, very quiet and uh, many apartments um i just i really loved it there i actually got my makeup done in omotesando and I really needed it because I was about to see Mizuki Shida in uh, her cafe. Um, well, not hers, but she works at a cafe called Lattest. Um, and she's famous for doing the show Terrace House. Um, and it's a Japanese reality TV show. And uh, it's so different than what our American reality TV shows are. But you can find Terrace House on netflix um i think two or three different seasons of it but i definitely say check it out uh but yes i did get to meet mizuki shida and take a photo with her um that photo is also on my store you can so check that out um and write me about it it was really cool uh she was very nice and i you know i got to speak to her and she made my latte of course and it was really good And you know that I took time to just relax in that ca- cafe, and uh, I'm so glad I got my makeup done. And I was just very excited because the next thing I had to do was go to Tokyo Dome, and Tokyo Dome was like 25 minutes away. But I had to go to Tokyo Dome um, because in Tokyo Dome I had a friend who worked at who worked at my Shake Shack, which is the restaurant company that I work for. Um, and I remember she was learning how to do uh, stuff in the front of house at my first uh, shack restaurant I was at three more than three years ago. And I never like, man, I spoke to her and I was like in shock that she was even Japanese at that time. And like uh, we kept in contact a little bit over Instagram and stuff. And I never thought that three years or four years later, I would actually go see her at Tokyo Dome where she was now the AGM of that shack. Really wicked experience. Um, I was able to chat with her for like about half an hour and take a photo with her. And um, even though she had to go back to work, uh, it was really nice seeing her. And I hope that if she does hear about this uh, or listen to this podcast that she, uh, she she realizes or understands that that was very important for me. And I loved that experience. And... Um, I have a photo with her on Instagram, also, which was really cool. Um, her friend, I think, her coworker took of us, and he was very nice, also, and so were her other uh, coworkers. And totally cool experience. Um, after I did, after I saw her, though, I did decide that I wanted to go to Roppongi, um, which is where the near the Tokyo Tower. So I went to Roppongi and uh, went to the Tokyo Tower, took a lot of photos of the new tower. If I'm correct, it's actually, uh, that tower is probably about six years old. Um, Definitely different than the Tokyo Skytree. But um, the tower was um, really tall, red and white. Um, I've always wanted to take pictures of that tower and I finally have um i really suggest going to the tower maybe going to the top they had little stores and things around there and to get to the tower uh, really cool shrines and parks um man it, it was just so crazy how to get to something you'd have to go through the culture of japan like the old culture of japan and right one second you're going going through and walking through the old culture and the next second you're in the city and or you're looking at some tower that was built less than 20 years ago. It was, that was the craziest thing about being in Tokyo. Mm. And Roppongi was cool because it had many cute restaurants and bars open. But at the same time, I really wanted to go back to Shibuya because I only had um, two hours left before I had to go back um, to the airport to head back to Hong Kong. So I went back to Shibuya, I went shopping, I got some omiyage or some souvenirs for my husband and my boss. Um, And I had a great time, I spoke to a few people, the people were really nice, friendly. The hospitality in Japan, oh my goodness, beats American hospitality uh, any day. It was amazing and very sweet people and uh, respectful, very respectful and uh, really cool. But uh, in Shibuya, I bought a couple shirts, sneakers, and it hit me. I only had, it really hit me. I had only 40 minutes left in Tokyo. And man, did I want to shed tears, but I had to do what I had to do and go to McDonald's and get some fries and get my dinner before I headed out for my five-hour flight back to Hong Kong. Um, You know, I enjoyed the city lights, and I will never forget the that experience you know the subways are clean and quiet um everything quite organized uh, no trash on the streets no trash cans on the street let alone uh no spitting on the floor kids were quiet um it was really cool um I'm never going to forget it and I'll say that I really suggest anybody going to Tokyo especially if you're from America um my trip in Hong Kong, even quite different than uh, America, but Tokyo is almost, uh, it's so Japan, and I mean, that sounds funny, but um, it's, I'm so happy that even though most, a lot of other countries have gotten westernized a bit, not a lot, but a bit, Tokyo is very Japan, and Although I did see an Adidas store and I could find Nike, there were there were many many even more stores that were just Japanese and I really appreciated that. Um, same thing goes for Hong Kong. I, I mean, the malls obviously had many like Givenchy and Dior and even uh, American uh, American stores. But in in Tokyo, it was. I found it it very hard to find besides McDonald's and 7-Elevens everywhere. I really didn't see much of America. Um, And maybe I just didn't see enough. I only had 14 hours, but, you know, I said my goodbyes. And I I was very sad to say goodbye. But And I know I only got a taste of Tokyo, but it really inspired me. Um, You know, 14 hours gone and just like that, I had to leave the city of my dreams and... I was back in America. But you know what? I am super inspired by Japan. Um, You know, even though, you know, Hong Kong maybe would have been a different experience for me if it wasn't work-related. If I visited Hong Kong just for um, my own pleasures, maybe I would have had the same feeling. But Tokyo left me inspired. And it really hit me... uh, You know, traveling to Tokyo was different than traveling to, like, California or Denver, Colorado, or even Florida, obviously. It's still America. But traveling to Japan was, it really made me see what travel can do for you. And it it awakened a side of me that I didn't know I had. Like, I kicked butt in Tokyo. I was in those streets by myself and i had no help but my map and of course I asked for directions but it was just me and i loved that experience um and the crazy thing i wasn't i wasn't sure that i was ready to see japan but i was um i did it anyway and uh hong kong really gave me the confidence to go to japan with converting money and uh traveling and uh speaking to people that english wasn't their primary language um and you know I wasn't sure that I was going to be ready to do that alone, but I did, and it was really cool um I was proud of myself honestly on that on the plane ride back, I was proud of myself um The weird thing is i wasn't I wasn't sure that I was ready to see Japan, but I was um funny thing is I knew a lot more than I thought because uh, of my study, but it was it was. I was really proud of myself, of the things that I understood and the way they spoke. And I kind of understood what they were implying when they did speak to me. Um, And weirdly enough, I was scared that I was going to be disappointed when I saw Tokyo. You know, like, I thought I painted a big picture in my head. Oh, Tokyo this, Japan that. And man, was my photo of my head shattered and rebuilt as a grand painting like that experience was amazing um and japan really outdid itself and on my way back in the taxi i took i told told the taxi driver he has the, the japanese people have every right to be proud of their city it was beautiful well taken care of and just as respectable people and i'll never forget it and i share this experience with you guys because i want you guys to know that traveling is important whether you do it with a friend or alone but if you could travel alone somewhere i say do it and get that experience and you'll learn so much about yourself that you didn't think you would learn but you you will see what that makes of you and like traveling to new york and moving to new york was a huge experience but traveling to a foreign country oh that was crazy. And I feel like this experience mattered so much to me because it was Japan. Like, I have no care in the world really to travel anywhere else. Of course, I could, I would travel anywhere. But Japan was it for me. And I'll never forget this experience. And I'm truly blessed and really appreciate that God gave me that experience. And um, I'll never forget it. And you know what? I'll definitely do another two weeks in the future in Japan maybe during the Olympics in 2020. I would love to do that and experience Tokyo Disney. But anyway, um I say if you're if you're thinking about traveling somewhere, don't wait. Just save the money and do it. Do it right away. Um go for it. It's it's fun and it's a cool experience and you'll take it with you forever. Um it's been a couple a couple days since I've been in Japan and like I'm still in shock that I even did it. Um but besides being gone, uh, I was gone mostly in Hong Kong. I did spend that one day in Japan. Uh, in Hong Kong, I did get a lot of experience. Uh, and the funny thing in Hong Kong, there was a lot of Japanese culture in there too. Uh, Japanese stores and all that. But I learned a lot in Hong Kong. I got a lot of feedback um, that I received from coworkers and superiors. And I learned a lot about myself there. And I'm excited to take all that experience back and take it back to the US and, uh, practice, practice what I, what I learned. Um, but at the end, I do want to say, uh, I want to thank you guys for listening to me. I know I've been gone a month, but I'm back and I'm back for a while now. And I plan on keeping, keep updating TrueWorks. I really need to keep on that. And, um, I feel like I've got some concrete answers from my trip in Tokyo about true works and true stories. And I'm excited to start working on those, uh, those decisions and I plan on doing so. Um, but I'm going to leave that at that. If, uh, if you want to hear more about my Tokyo uh, or see more about my Tokyo trip, Please visit me on Instagram at ythegreatDiaz. That's the letter Y, the great Diaz. Um, definitely follow me on Twitter, the same the same handle. Um, and I would love for, to hear from you guys. Please email me at ydiaz at true.works. Um, please uh, stay in touch. Keep uh, reading my posts. And again, I appreciate your... Uh, your comments on my posts, and for listening to me and reading uh, my stories. So I'm going to leave this at that. Until next time, please have a great day. Bye-bye.